It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, we're on to Cincinnati. The LPGA is playing in the Kroger Queen City Championship. The President's Cup teams are set. Jim McCabe, the famous golf scribe, is joining us. We have more special guests and a great story from last Sunday. God save the Queen, Wade. It's going to be an entertaining hour, so buckle up. Jack the volume. Let's go. Well, you know what? After 70 years of rain, we had big news yesterday. We certainly did. We did. We did. The BMW Championship was suspended indefinitely (laughs) due to the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. I thought you were going to say that's the big news. (laughs) The golf got put off for a while. Oh, nice touch. We say rain, but it's did she really rain? When you think of rain, you think like rule. Well, I don't think it rain around here anymore. We've had such a drought. All right, R-E-I. Yes, I know. R-E-I-N. She just yes. kind of, you know, she she got her political opinions pretty much to herself. and you know. What I, I mean, mean, there's no better job, really. No. And she had an exquisite collection of hats, oh, if, I must say. The best hats. Oh, man. She was set for like the next 100 Easters. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, what she made hell? 96 of them. I'll take and, 96 in a second. I mean, what a story, though. You know, I, I turned on the Today Show this morning, and the first hour and 49 minutes, except for commercials, was all about the queen. It was she wasn't even a two-hour show. I learned that this morning. She wasn't even supposed to be queen. I actually never even knew that. Oh, wow. It was her uncle was supposed to, uh, that was the lineage, and he said, nope, I'm going to go marry an American, and so it moved over to her dad. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then he died young, and she, 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 when she was 10 years old, she knew she was going to be queen. What a history lesson. Right? Yes. And I'm, 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 I'm a certain age, and I probably should have known that, but now oh. I do. And uh, my kids do, too, because they were eating, you know, breakfast at the table when it was on. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a tremendous story and it has affected the world in many different ways. But in our world here on a Friday afternoon on the pro show, I just love life's little ironies there, Wade. And one of those that has come up is the fact that we have this little disruption in the golf world these days called the Live Golf Tour. Never heard of it. Yep. uh, Never once. And so Live a bunch of the live guys are struggling to get official world golf ranking points. Okay. And they, of all things, went to go play in the BMW championship, which is kind of like the flagship event. It's kind of like our PGA championship, but it's for the uh, European tour, the DP world tour. And a bunch of live guys were there and all week, Rory and Billy Horschel and everyone's had a bunch, even Shane Lowry, who never says anything. I mean, he's like the queen. He's very quiet, you know, steadfast. Yes. he, He waves. He's a man of the people. And, you know, they were all speaking out saying like, these guys don't deserve to be here. And, and there was a lot, there's a lot of chatter going on. Right. So, but the guys were there for one reason and one reason only they need official world golf ranking points and they're not getting them through live. Right. And the DP world tour hasn't decided what to do with these guys. They're still letting them play if they show up. Right. So the Ian Poulters of the world, they go because they won't get majors next year if they don't get these points. Well, lo and behold, midway through play, I think, well, maybe not midway. I think there's about 30 guys left on the golf course. We've got our leaders over there, the BMW Championship, Victor Hovland, Tommy Fleetwood, Andy Sullivan. They shoot eight under par. 
at Wentworth, which is just out. It's one of the most famous golf courses in England, just outside of London. They get the news that the queen has passed. So they suspend play indefinitely. Now, where exactly were they when they shut it down? Were were they in the middle of play? Yeah, they were in the middle of the first round, right? So they finished, everyone finished their holes at least? No, no. Really? Well, I mean, yes, you finished the hole you were on, (laughs) but there was 30 guys that didn't finish play. (laughs) And back with his, (laughs) stop, 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 take off your hats and play, pay your respects. No, Um, but what's ironic about all of this is that it seems as if the queen doesn't want the live guys to get official world golf ranking points either. You know, because now they they have the 10 days of grieving and mourning or whatever, you know, to to pay homage to the queen and everything. And um, I just think it's kind of funny that like they went over there to try to get their points and then now they still can't get them, you know. And the thing that I can't see them playing, I can't, you know, I mean, it's not like us in football or something where like, you know, if the queen passed away and we're like, yeah, but the Bills and the Rams are paying. You know, exactly. I drafted Jake. Ah, <laughs> the president got shot. I'd be like, ah, well, hey, look, he, he so far he's okay. Yeah, let's okay. Just, let's just let's just see where this goes. We'll play. The we'll commanders have an we'll, away game. It's fine. We'll, They're we'll, not in the city. We'll kick off, and you know what? We'll have a scroll in the bottom. Let you know what the news is. Oh man. Well, speaking exactly. of letting us know who the news is, we have a great guest. Well, actually, we have a bunch of things going on today, mm-hmm. but we have a great guest today, Jim McCabe, good friend of mine, Boston writer. Uh, he started out with the Boston Globe back in the day. And he went to Golf Week and then he was working for the PGA Tour. He now runs his own newsletter and he tells a lot of just just great stories in golf. Unbelievable writer. He's going to join us for a little bit today um, in the second and third segment. And then in the fourth segment today, mm-hmm. when we come back, uh, I'm going to usurp the weekly update for a brief story from my alma mater, Holy Cross. It seems as if two golfers from the men's golf team, did something historic this last Sunday. And uh, we'll let that be like the Fox reality TV show foreshadowing that will preview every pre-commercial before we give it to you in the last five minutes. Yes. So uh, I'm pretty excited about talking to the young men up there on Mount St. James about their experience this past week. And they start playing their golf tournaments this upcoming weekend. So we're going to do a little preview of that as well. Speaking of, well, not necessarily a preview. This would be more of a recap. we got to talk about the ladies out there in the Kroger Queen City Championship. They uh, commuted about three hours south from Toledo from last week, and they're playing in the inaugural event there at Kenwood Country Club, this nice little 36-hole facility just a little northeast of Cincinnati. Okay. And uh, after round one, Zhu Zhu Lin, uh, she had nine birdies and a clean card. Well, not a clean card because she was eight under. So she almost had one bogey. She shot 64. Uh, Nasa Hataoka w- was at seven under 65. We had two tied at 66, six tied at 67, eight tied at 68. Ladies were making some birdies yesterday. They got a lot of rain. They were playing lift clean in place. Uh, notables in the group last week's winner, Gabby Lopez at four under. Brooke Henderson, she's tied for 46 at one under. Paula Creamer's back. After she took a little maternity break, the Pink Panther is back out there. She she started off birdie birdie, and everyone's like, "Oh, here we go!" And I'm like, "Well, man, she hasn't played in years." You Was know? a child born pink? Um, I think it, almost most babies are actually yeah. kind of pink. It's healthy, actually. It's a good sign. <laughs> it, it is. It is. You know, they have to scream. And then, you know, they're breathing and then it all right. all goes well from there. Uh, what was not going well was Minji Lee, number two player in the world. She shot four over and Lexi Thompson. She also shot four over. They were tied for one thirty third place and uh, there was only 144 players. So um, I'm going to have to change that course <laughs> of action today. Uh, but this this golf course and this golf facility really showed well on TV yesterday. And with the PGA Tour taking their two week hiatus, uh, this little sojourn that the LPGA is going on through Ohio is kind of cool. 
you know, and right. it's nice to have them back in America after the uh, European tour 22. Have you ever been to a, a Cincinnati? I have not been to Cincinnati. You? I had a layover there once and uh, they one of the big foods in the airport is chili on top of spaghetti. Thought I'd share. So I had is to there try. still marinara there? Or is it, it just chili? No, it's, 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 it's just, it's spaghetti and they put a big old thing of chili on top. It was like eight in the morning, but I'm like, I have to try this. <laughs> so it, it tastes like thick tomato uh, spaghetti sauce. I mean, do you have a notebook over there today? No, it, I can't see on the other side of the board. Like, I mean, you're talking about the Queen's history. Yes. Now we're now we're giving now we're, well, we're giving regional perspectives that's on Cincinnati. The only time I've been in since I never actually left the airport. No, I did get locked out of the airport to have a cigarette back when I smoked. I had to go all the way around. So I was in Cincinnati outside the airport by accident. But yeah, try the spaghetti and chili. That's my so you do the golf, I do the other stuff. <laughs> That's I don't even my know. contribution to the show today. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's very about. good. Try it. Okay. You know, one of the things that was kind of cool about this golf course I wanted to bring up in doing my research for Read the Line is that it's called Kenwood Country Club, and they have two golf courses there, uh, 36 holes. Right. They have the Ken Dale and the Ken View course. Okay. I've never seen that happen before in golf. No? Where they named it for the overall name of the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's always neat. like the North or the South. Sure, sure, sure. Or the, uh, the Wade and the Keith, you know? It's the Kenwood Country Club. Well, <laughs> I don't own any golf courses, so don't get your hopes up. All right. But yeah. it's it's the Kenwood Country Club, and they have the Kendale course, and then they have the, the Ken View course, See? which I think was kind of cool. I, the, I agree. The Kendale course, which they're playing this week, uh, also hosted the 1963 U.S. Women's Open, um, which co- was completed and won by Mary Mills. She, wa- she won at three under par after 72 holes. But... Um, she was the only player that finished under par. Wow. Right. So back in the day, I, I think this place had some teeth to it. And as I mentioned, we have 63 ladies under par of 144 after round one. So I think that technology and or the athletes that we have nowadays, we we have to uh, give them their due respect. Probably stop eating all that spaghetti with chili on top. That's probably what did it. I mean, I, I, I just don't see Minji Lee pulling up to... <laughs> To the clubhouse and saying, I'll have the spaghetti with chili. Give me the number two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got to get rocking I mean, here. How well, many? Quit wasting time, will you? How many? <laughs> I don't know how many holes I'd make it through with spaghetti. <laughs> oh, All right. Speaking oh, of how many holes, um, we have the President's Cup matches coming up in two weeks. And uh, next week. So there's a lot. going. I got a lot going on. Sure. Right. Uh, that I got to touch with you on because we only see each other on Friday afternoon. So um, I kind of skipped through this in the small talk because I was very touched by the passing of the queen. Sure. Um, and then the changing of the national anthem to, you know, now God save, the, save king. the king. That's yes. right. Charles, you know, I thought it was interesting. They said, I mean, I guess this is going to be, it was probably in your notebook, but you didn't get to it yet. Um, that he immediately becomes king mm-hmm. once she passes away, even though his coronation might not be for like another year. Right. They actually, I think they actually changed the verbiage of that on Buckingham Palace as soon as it happened, like within minutes. It was wow. crazy. I mean, they got to change the stamps. They got to change everything over there. Yeah, they got the work cut out for them. Oh, my goodness. I mean, tons of stuff to do. Anyway, um, President's Cup in two weeks. I'll be in Charlotte. But okay. next week, I'm going to be in Charlotte because our young friend, Will Dixon, is in first stage of qualifying school for the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, so two weeks in Charlotte. And uh, I don't, what do they call Charlotte? Is that, is that, I mean, the Queen City, Cincinnati, and the Queen passed away. It's all very interesting. But I, I, don't, I don't know. Look that up on Google. I will. And uh, figure that out. But um, so next week, because I'll be with Will, uh, the first stage qualifier is Tuesday through Friday. We'll be off for a week. 
Okay. All okay. right. And then I'll be back next week, but I'll be in Charlotte for the President's Cup. So I don't know if I'll get Captain Davis Love the Third, but we'll find somebody <laughs> to speak with and we'll have a chat with that person um, as I put all this planning together. But Davis Love was busy this week as he had to select his six captain's picks to go with the six that qualified. So on the President's Cup team on the U.S. side, we had Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantley, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, Sam Burns, and Tony Finau. As the now? qualifiers, where he'd be now, right? He'd be on the President's <laughs> Cup team in Charlotte in two weeks at Quail Hollow. And then he had to select six. So he took Colin Morikawa, shocker, Jordan Spieth, bigger shocker. Right. <laughs> but then we've got Billy Horschel, the man who's just given us all the sound bites in the world these days against Liv. Yep. We got Cam Young, love it, local guy. Max Homa, really falling in love with this team. And then Kevin Kisner, which I don't know if that was like a, like a, Hey, buddy, you know, like, sorry, you didn't make the Ryder Cup team last year, but you made this team right, because right, right. he really hasn't shown a lot of spark lately. And it's not like he lives at Quail Hollow or something, but um, he's from that region and uh, he's a very good match play player. Uh, that's our 12. And we're going against the international team, which contrary to popular belief, due to all the lived defections, you and I are not members of. OK, <laughs> um, we start with Hideki. Uh, Matsuyama, Sung J.M., uh, Tom Kim, your winner there at uh, the Wyndham a couple weeks ago, Corey Connors from Canada, Adam Scott, and Mito Pereira, the Chilean, and Trevor Immelman. He also made his six picks. And you've got K.H. Lee, Sebastian Munoz, Christian Bezadenhut, Taylor Pendrith, Siwoo Kim, and Cam Davis. Okay, got some now, names there. Here's the thing. Yes. The international team is losing out on Abe Anser, Louis Oosthuizen, Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Mark Leishman. I mean, the list goes on. But the fact of the matter is, a lot of these matches, whether it's the European Ryder Cup team or the international team, they need some new blood, okay. right? So yeah. I, actually, I actually think that if the pundits spin this properly, and it's not all like, hey, Trevor, how do you feel about the people that aren't here? How do you yeah. feel about the people that are here? You know, and I don't have a lot of faith in golf media that we're actually going to talk about the positive things. But should we talk about the positive things and these kids, these international kids make a run? You could fall in love with a lot of these guys. It's an opportunity. I get to know these guys when I'm out on tour, like KH Lee and see like Taylor Pendrith is a good dude. And he's a really, really good player. And I think that him being on, you know, a global showcase like that will not only do a lot for him as a player, but also do a lot to grow the game. I mean, we've been talking a lot about this year. KH Lee, Siwoo Kim, you know. Over there in Pacifica, right? We've got Cam Davis, Australia. You've got Taylor Pendrith from Canada. You've got Christian Bezadenhut from South Africa. And you've got Sebastian Munoz from Venezuela. Right. So, I mean, look at that. Look what we got. We've got Vito Pereira from Chile. Right yeah, I mean, it's the international team. It's very international. And I think that that's kind of cool. I mean, chances are if we could boat race the Ryder Cup European team last year with the same almost 12 guys that we had, um, I don't necessarily like their chances. Um, the odds are not in their favor. Never know. Um, we've talked about, <laughs> I think I mentioned this back like in July. I was like, I'm taking it now. As soon as I heard about Cam Smith jumping, I was like, well, if he's not on the international team, I said, right. those odds are going to be terrible. At that time, it was still like in the 200s that the. You never know what opportunity does for somebody, though. You never know. Maybe, maybe, <clears throat> maybe we get surprised. Hey, you know, don't make me do the Herb Brooks speech, but I you know what? <laughs> It's definitely one of those things where I, I think that overall um, it's going to be very entertaining. I'll be down there 
and we'll give you a full report from Quail Hollow and the media center down there that Friday afternoon for everybody. And um, speaking of Friday afternoons, uh, we do have a busy uh, lineup of guests this afternoon. So real quick, uh, let's talk about our friends over there at the New Jersey Golf Foundation there, Mr. Wade Weezer. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The Inspiration Golf Range, located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernards Township, is the new home site of golf programs for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Open to the public, proceeds from the Inspiration Range will support foundation programs and events. To learn more, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. You know, their golf classic back in August we kept talking about was a huge success. They raised over $200,000 oh, wow. for all their programming and everything. That's awesome. Uh, tremendous job by the team over there, Executive Director Chris Hunt and all that they do. Uh, a couple things I need to do. Let's uh, bump up the PSAs today, all right? So uh, the podcast for this show will be posted tonight on all platforms. You know where to find it. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media over the next two weeks while I'm down there at Corn Ferry Tour Q School or I'm at the President's Cup, you can find me at Read the Line or at KJ Stewart PGA, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. TikTok's blowing up, man. <laughs> TikTok is unbelievable. Read the Line. All right. I mean, we have like over 6,000 followers. It's un it's unbelievable. We're having just so much fun. Uh, you know, you can listen. If you're on the road like me, you can listen anywhere at 920ESPNNewJersey.com. You just hit that Listen Now button. And of course, if you want to win, like all of my other members, go to readtheline.com and subscribe. All right. It's 3.15 p.m. Well, more like almost like 3.17 <laughs> p.m. here in New York. There's a lot to say there. All right. Kathy. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920, everybody. Be back in a moment with the incredible golf writer, Jim McCabe. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're Keith. not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when Keith, it comes Keith, to clearing it out. Y'all take care of Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe <laughs> well, Jenkins, team Bar, of me. Bar, his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Sean, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The Inspiration Golf Range, located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernards Township, is buzzing as the new home site for golf programs in support of youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Led by PGA professionals, PGA Hope, Helping Our Patriots Everywhere, is a weekly rehabilitative golf program for veterans that is changing and saving lives. Special Olympics New Jersey golf athletes will be training and competing at the Inspiration Range throughout the fall season, and a lineup of youth programs will also be on the schedule. The Inspiration Golf Range is open to the public and proceeds support the New Jersey Golf Foundation programming. To learn more about programs and special events, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. Today's guest is a career storyteller. From his days at the Boston Globe to his post as the senior manager of communications for the PGA Tour, Jim McCabe has been part of the golf ecosystem. His perspective comes from an award-winning career covering the greatest game. These days certainly are different, but no matter the story, there's pride in all that he does. One man come in the name of love. One man 
I love my Friday afternoon anthems, and I love my guests even more. Jim McCabe from up there in Boston. How are you, my friend, on this fabulous Friday afternoon? Keith, I'm doing very, very well. It's uh, been a nice, warm summer, and it's uh, very so far a gentle fall, and it's great. What's not to love about it? Well, you know, what's not to love? Let's jump right into this, all right? We have limited time here, my friend. Let's, let's, what's not to love about the 2022 golf season that we've had since January? I mean, there have been some unbelievable stories. And as one of golf's greatest scribes that you are, right, what, do you, what have you enjoyed the most? You know, like, what, what's your top two? What's your, what's your favorite story so far this year? Um, let's put the live thing aside because that, that's just a, a whole top. My favorite story of the year is probably the emergence of Scotty Scheffler as, a, a, you know, just an, an incredibly elite player. Um, and I say that because for, you know, years I would go to the U.S. Open qualifiers in Columbus and I felt like every year there was Scotty Scheffler. And so I got to know Scotty a little bit. I got to know his dad. Very humble guy who takes no credit for all he did was bring Scotty to a golf course and introduce him to Randy Smith and, and the rest of his history. That to me is a cool story, the emergence of this kid. And it segues into Liv in that all these people are getting all excited about, oh my God, Liv signed, you know, Lee Westwood and Brooks Kepka and this and that. Um, by the way, folks, there's, there's, there are superstars waiting on and on and the threshold. We just don't know who they all are, but we know the emergence of Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns proves that this game's pretty cool. And you just not, sit back and just watch it. Don't get it. Don't get all upset about stuff. Yeah, one thing's for sure. I, I would much rather watch Cam Young play at this point than Lee Westwood. Yeah. You know, or, oh, no question. No or, question. or listen to Brooks Kepka at that, you know, for that matter. You know, it, it's crazy. You know, I guess if we talk about what's the biggest on course story that you've covered all year is the obvious choice. Just live. I mean, is there anything else that really kind of, um, you know, caught your eye this year? How about something beneath the professional level that you that you found that was a really cool story that you can share with my listeners? My favorite story of the year is that it kind of hits it how my life and career has changed a little bit. Um, it's still golf. It's still golf. It's it's golf from the minute I put my feet on the ground in the morning. It is a young man up here won our state amateur, which is probably my favorite tournament of the year um, up here. A state amateur, he teed off on Monday morning, two days, to start two days of qualifying, just a day and a half after his father died. Father died tragically, um, crazy, um, choked on a piece of meat on a Thursday night um, and was basically on life support all day Friday, died on Saturday. This kid teed it up Monday morning and won the tournament. Um, he was probably a long shot to win it. Good, good young player. He's a freshman or now a sophomore at Georgetown. But just the way... He handled it just the way um, all his junior friends, junior golf friends handled it. And it was just, um, the mother was fantastic the way she handled it. It was just, um, that was the story that hit me the most. What was his name? Oh, I'm sorry, I probably should have mentioned that. His name is Connor Willett, W-I-L-L-E-T-T. 
um, plays out of Charles River, which is a uh, you know just a probably the best pure um, competition club in the state. I mean, just really a lot of great sticks. Um, wow. Connor is a sophomore at Georgetown, and like I said, for him to suck it up and do this, and to um, you know basically said I played because being at home sucked. <laughs> What do you do? You go home and you you mourn and you 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 know thing. And your dad your dad was a competitive golfer, nice golfer, competitive skier. And he said, my dad just would not have wanted me to sit around and mope. Um, wow. So, excuse me. They, you know, it was, what made it even sweeter was the as he won a match. Um, and one of his, you know, beat a, you know, go long time friend that did this, you know, everyone lined up to caddy for him. They all wanted a caddy for him and be there. So it was, um, that's the story that had the most in, impact on me. Connor will let, will let. Well, folks, if you're just catching up with us this afternoon, I have Boston sports writer Jim McCabe with me. That's the voice that you hear. And he is the publisher of Power Fades, which is a newsletter that's online, digital. You can go and subscribe this afternoon and you can catch up on stories like this that he just shared. And, you know, speaking of power fades or fading away, when's the last time that in our world you heard the name up until this past weekend, like Dustin Johnson or Phil Mickelson? You know, I mean, the, these people are just kind of fading away, Jim. And it's very interesting to me. You know, obviously, we got to talk about live just for a second like this. I mean, you've covered golf forever. Have you ever seen this level of change or disruption happen? I mean, can you compare it to any moment in golf that you've covered? No, I mean, if you go back in history, I do know I do know the history of how the PGA Tour became the PGA Tour, broke away from the PGA of America. But. When you go back and read that history, it was pretty seamless. It, it probably it was Jack 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 Nicholas was at the forefront. Bob Goldby, um, plays like that. But it was a seamless transition. They said, "Okay, listen, we're, we're going to run ourselves." Blah blah blah. Yes, it makes sense. You guys can, you know, PJ of America, you keep the the Ryder Cup, and we'll we'll run the um, this and that. You can run the PGA Championship. Seamless transition, quite honestly. This thing is just taking on a life of its own, and it's become very contentious. You know, um, I I hate the fact that it is being contentious, where guys are like, you know, calling out other guys as as John Rahm and, and um, Shane Lowry and Roy McIlroy have been very emphatic during this BMW PGA over in uh, London. When you mentioned Dustin Johnson and, and Phil Mickelson fading away, that's the thing that really kind of sticks at me. I understand Lee Westwood. I understand Sergio Garcia, Louis Ussays, and Henrik Stenson. I understand it. These guys cannot play week in and week out on the PGA Tour against the sticks that are out there. They can't. They know that. This was the um, golden parachute of all, I mean, they never envisioned this. All of a sudden, millions of dollars to play, you know, um, celebrity golf tournaments and corporate, and, they, and that's all they are. Let's let's call it call it what they are. It's a celebrity golf tournament. It's like a corporate outing, 
54 holes, shotgun start, you know, I mean, it's it's a carnival. That's fine. It is what it is. But it bothers me that some of these guys, and I'll quote, you know, Alan Doyle, because I called him about six weeks ago and wrote about him, because Alan's one of the great competitive golfers I've ever met. And Alan just called it what it is. He goes, these guys took the money and they gave up their competitive careers. Um, that bothers me that these guys are, you know, yeah, will they still be in the majors? Sure. But for how long, we don't know. And is this is this going to keep Dustin Johnson's game sharp? I doubt it. I doubt it. They take weeks off at a time and, you know, sit on the beach and get on Instagram and let the world know how much money they made. And, oh, by the way, I fly private with all the, you know, the glamorous people. Just, it's a bad look. And, uh, you know, I hate to see these really, really good players just kind of fade away this way. Well, Jim, you had the carnival in town last week, right? What was the reaction? Because, you know, I was there in June. I saw you in June at the U.S. Open at the country club. And, you know, the, the Boston sports fans were out and you could feel it. It was almost like it was an open championship, you know, the way it feels in Scotland at the old course. You know, a Boston sports fan is a very fervent character. I mean, it is somebody that really knows their sports, and they come out and they yell and scream and they support people and they will boo people and they will do all of this. I mean, what was the reaction of that kind of fan to what was happening last week when Liv showed up uh, just outside of Boston out there in Bolton? It's it you know first it bothered me that everybody was saying Boston it was, it's an hour it's an hour from Boston I mean Bolton is as small a town as you can have in Massachusetts lovely town it's probably premier apple picking you know town it, but it's small town yeah it wasn't Boston um, I get I'll be I, I, you know people ask me you going I honestly I ended up not going I was thinking about going on and then I looked at the weather forecast and it was just perfect weather. I had invites to play golf. I love to play golf. I love to be around golf. I had a story that I wanted to do on a couple of guys. So I played golf with them. I played in a junior tournament with a woman that I, a young lady I wanted to write about. Did not go. Talked to people who were there that I trust implicitly who have been around and they went. They told me there were maybe at tops 8,000 people. Now they say that that's what they intend to do because they want small crowds. I think it's also because they know they're not going to sell more than 8,000 tickets. Um, they give they gave an awful lot of these tickets away, and the ones they sold were sold for $20, $25. From what I understand, it was exactly what you know i the, the word carnival came to me at two different people they said jimmy it was felt like i was at a carnival um you know giving away shirts you know um a shotgun there was a, no way to figure out who was leading because it's a shotgun start most of the people happen to hang around the 18th hole um because that was the easiest thing it looked good on youtube on a few few instances you know friends said to me well gee when i was watching there was a lot of people there well they weren't um over over you know the, the the eight acres of oh, how many miles of golf course that's a big area that golf course the international is spread out the end of the day you had dustin johnson making an eagle putt it looks good this and that but the friends of mine that told me they came away and they just said, listen, it's, if you go for what it is and have 
a fun time and you know you know it's 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 gonna it's fine the the future of the live golf is all going to depend on the team thing if they can sell these teams to corporate folks the, the whoever and i've heard they want to sell a team for one you know advertising rights to it you know wear their shirts for a billion dollars well you know I'm not in that line. That's way out of my pay grade. Um, but the key is going to be if they can make that work, then this thing might have some legs. You know, maybe it can. They can play this six to eight times a year and and really you know could drum up interest. But the 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 model that they have right now, I don't see. I almost feel like okay, listen, we've had it for couple of months now can we get over it can we get on to golf unfortunately there's no real pga stuff coming up but once the pga season kicks in next year and once the new season the new schedule and the new format and everything kicks in i don't know i still look at this keith i'll say this you know they got cam smith yes joaquin neiman yes harold barna three little three hits i think that you know made a made the folks at the tour cringe. But their A-list, the Liv's A-list, included Justin Thomas, Jordan Spees, Xander Shoffley, Cap Cantley, Burns, Finau, Rory, Rahm, Hovland, Morikawa, Fowler, Hideki, Cam Young. They can get any of them. Those are the guys that the public wants to see, and they're still on the PGA Tour. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, they've... I'm sure they've had high expectations, but, uh, well, we could talk about this for hours and we don't have it. Um, you know, let's have a fun time talking about something else, but before we do that, let me jump to a quick commercial. Hold tight for a second there, Mr. McCabe. Um, we'll be back in a moment, everybody for more talk with Boston's best golf writer. Thanks for listening. ESPN 920. Be back in a second. Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers, then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and watch exclusively on ESPN+. Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits. But what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy-to-understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence, knowing the picks are made by a golf professional. Golf betting lacks an expert voice. Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. But when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to ReadTheLine.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's ReadTheLine.com. you got a great voice it's for radio. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I, I get a lot of that, too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. Paperback writer. 
Oh, you know, Wade, football's officially back this weekend. Enjoy the return, everyone. You know, we've enjoyed Jim's candor for a couple minutes. Let's get back to our conversation with the Globe and Golf Week's golf guru, Mr. McCabe. Sad days with the passing of the Queen over there in England. Um, But we got to talk about a President's Cup that's upcoming in a couple of weeks. Down in Charlotte, Quail Hollow, both teams were announced. Right. How do you think these matches are going to be received? Um, well, they're playing in it. It probably is a perfect city for them is, um, Charlotte. They love their golf down there. Um, it's a spectacle. It's a chance, you know, forget the fact that, okay, it's probably an overwhelming favorite U S team. Just look at the, the guys that, you know, you're going to get to play. You can't lay Shoffley, Morikawa, Finau, Justin Thomas, you know, uh, Jordan Spieth, Burns, Homer. Cam Young, I think that's what they're going to settle in. Watch these guys play. It's a hard golf course. It's, it's they take a lot of pride in that. Personally, I love the fact that yes, it, it may not be the competitive battle, but I love some of these players who are going to get a little bit exposure. Um, Tony Kim, how much have we seen him play? Not not a lot. He's kind of interesting. Sung J M plays every week, and he plays pretty damn well every week. Um, Hideki's Hideki. You know, Munoz. I, I, I don't know. I'm interested. I, I I can't believe the U.S. will not, you know, post another dominating victory. I think that's kind of like, okay, yeah, fine, get over that. Enjoy the enjoy the golf. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm actually probably more interested in this than I am in the, uh, you know, the, some of the tournaments, other tournaments coming up. I, I want to see some of these kids play. Do you think our fellow peers, the men and women in golf media are going to let captain Immelman enjoy his team? Or you think it's going to be all be like, well, you know, what would happen? Like all the what ifs, you know, if, if Cam Smith and Joaquin were here, you know, do you think we can actually just move forward and just talk about the people that are there? I think that is, I think this is, you know, Trevor, I, I wouldn't be stunned if Trevor is all, already going to be, you know, hey, Trevor, we're sorry about this. Uh, you're the captain two years down the road, too. Um, yeah, I think this is the, this is a, it's a big honeymoon week. It's, it's like, listen, let's just enjoy this. Um, you know, the Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman stuff will, will come up, and I think they're going to have enough you know, leeway enough time to prepare. They know what they're going to say. Let's get on with it. Um, you know, I think, I think, it, I think it's basically, yes. Hey, listen, this is, um, this is not about, and, and, you know, and, and let's look at the one side is it, if, if, if in some way, shape or form, they play really well and stay competitive. I mean, my goodness, it's going to be like, you know, a huge, a huge bonus for the PGA tour. 
Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And uh, you know what, folks? I'm joined this afternoon by Jim McKay, Boston sports writer, and he's also the publisher of the Power Fades newsletter. So I want to pivot over to that for a second, right? Tell me what Power Fades is all about and um, sell me on it for a second. So I, I, I lived and died. Uh, you know, I started, you know, covering the PGA Tour back, you know, 20, 20 plus years ago. And I covered it for the Boston Globe through, you know, end of 2008. Went another nine years with the, with a really great, fun group of people at Golf Week. Loved it. And then worked um, a couple of years with the PGA Tour. And finally got to that point where COVID came and, you know, I said, okay, it's a good time to step away. The traveling had become more than I wanted. And, and truthfully, I, I, I love golf and go, and I, I think I got so focused on, oh my God, the only thing in golf is the PGA tour. I lived, lived, breathed and ate it. You know, I, that was all I cared about. And when the chance came to do something else, I, I, I said, well, the two things I want to do are write and, you know, watch golf. And I started look, thinking about, I looked at my notebook. I said, my God, look at all the people I've, I've crossed paths with over the years that are really, really great people in the world of golf, great perspective, good soul, great spirit. And I said, I can do that if I do a weekly uh, newsletter. And basically, I, I, I tell people in my newsletter that I love golf, but more more than playing golf, I love writing about people who love golf. And there's never, a, you know, there are weeks when I said, "Geez, I don't even know what I'm going to write next week," and then a name pops into my head. Oh, I let me catch up to that person. So I, I mean, I could, you know, run the names down, but I mean, I think of right away. I think of a Mary B. Porter. Um, great lady and just so crucial to the, the development of the women's game. And that was it. You know, I just said, I'm going to focus on people like this. And I write this. I've had a lot of fun doing it. Um, pretty good response. People have been very, very nice to me. And um, listen, in this day and age, if you have a, if you know how to use a laptop a little um, and you know, people who know a lot more than you, you can you do wondrous things in this new age. Well, you are doing wondrous things. Tell my listeners how they can find it. What's the website and how can they subscribe? It is it is powerfades one word powerfades dot com. If you go to that, um, you're able to you know click in there and you'll see something saying sign up. It is um, it's a beautiful price. It is nothing. It's a free i do it i don't have a paywall and you know somewhere in there there's an archive you can click on some of the stories i've done i I started doing this in may of 2021 so it's well you know a year not quite a year and a half now every week um and it's just again it's, it's every week i write about someone who has some connection to golf you know they might be a junior player who's um, gone into the uh, gone the entrepreneurial route and has a great business. Might be someone like Billy Harmon, who is well known as one of the Harmon boys, who has got a great story. Um, but it's free, and it's uh, I'd love to have people just jump in and take a look at it. All right, now you said you love golf. 
But I think it's time for us to find out what else you love. So one of the traditions I have with all my guests to come on the pro show on Friday afternoons is that we do a little rapid fire Q&A. And I know you're a good spirit. So you up for this? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Start with an easy one for you. Your favorite all-time Boston athlete? Ted Williams. Name a deceased author you would love to speak with. Ernest Hemingway. Patriots, over under nine and a half wins this season. Over. Oh, a homer. All right. On a scale of one to ten, rate your wardrobe. About a seven. As a successful person, name something you do every day. Drink a cup of coffee and just sit down and think. That's a, that's a great one. All right. Your favorite Mark Wahlberg movie? Oh, gosh. I don't even know the name of it. Um, oh, my God. I'm terrible with, with names. And it, but it wasn't the teddy bear movie. <laughs> it, was, it was a movie based in New Orleans when he shipped out and smuggled in, smuggled in stuff. And I should know the name of it. And I'm terrible. I apologize. All right. Name someone who motivates you. My wife. Biggest grammar pet peeve. If people don't know the difference between their T-H-E-I-R and their T-H-E-R-E. <laughs> Would you rather win an Oscar or a Grammy? Grammy. All right, that begs the question then. If you could be a member of some band, who would it be? The East Street Band. Oh, man. Jer- Jersey pulling right there. All right. Uh, one more. What trait most defines who you are? My punctuality. Well, I appreciate you keeping us on time this afternoon. Jim McCabe, you are welcome on the pro show anytime. I loved all of your perspective on what's going on in the golf world. Everybody get out there and read the power fades. Thanks for being with me, Jimmy. Keith, thank you. Your pleasure. Thank you. All right, we're fast running into 4 p.m., folks. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Coming back to wrap up today's show with a very special interview. Kellerman show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he got away with it, 650 G's. And now he's being sued. I don't know. You can't just not show up for work. But but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. The Stick and Act Challenge app is available now for iOS. Now, the Challenge app is like no other golf game out there. It takes the focus off of your final score and instead turns your round into a collection of challenges, objectives, and accomplishments. With more than 90 unique challenges to choose from, you'll never have the same experience twice. And if that's not enough, you can also challenge friends or strangers to see who comes out on top. Plus, with an XP system that rewards your successes, you'll be motivated to keep pushing yourself further. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out with the game, the Stick and Act Challenge app is the perfect way to add some extra fun to your golf game. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show on ESPN 920. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Now, before we wrap up today's show, I have one special story from last 
Sunday. Working on a weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Two young men made history this week. I'll let them tell the story, but life is good for these two crusaders. Got a paddock on my wrist going nuts. Caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Yeah, that's right. These boys work on the weekend. Let's bring on Christian Emmerich and Owen Egan, two Holy Cross Crusaders. Christian, good afternoon. How are you doing today, bud? I'm doing great. Uh, how are you, Keith? Oh, man. Uh, today's show, I'm so excited to get to this moment. As a Holy Cross graduate, a fellow Crusader myself, I can't wait to tell your story and, of course, Owen Egan's. Owen, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, Keith. I'm doing great. Thanks for having us. Oh, man, I'm really looking forward to this. I've been previewing it all throughout this afternoon's radio show, but and I haven't told anybody what the story is yet, but I know you had qualifying last weekend at Blackstone National, just a little south of campus there. And Sunday, you guys were playing golf, and you went through the first first 16 holes. So, Christian, you're the senior, right? Tell me how tell me how qualifying was going. You just got back to campus, right? How was qualifying going for the first 16 holes last Sunday? It was going great. Uh, we played Blackstone the day before the Saturday, and uh, we all played pretty well. So the team was in good spirits. And uh, Sunday was a pretty normal day. Uh, I was giving Owen a good typical beatdown. Uh, and then on our 17th hole, which was the eighth hole, kind of just a regular par five and then turned into, I mean, something that neither of us would have ever expected would have happened. Um, it's kind of like a dog leg right and you can hit driver and take off like a ton of yardage around the corner. And we both did that. Um, and I had 160 yards in kind of a stock eight iron for me. All right, hold, a good one that- hold on right there for a second. Let me let Owen jump in. Owen, right? So you get to the, what was your 17th hole, but you get to the eighth tee box, right? Did anything yeah. anything weird happen on the tee box or anything, or was everything just really normal at this point? Um, well, I was kind of struggling. Um, I was five over through 16 holes. I had doubled my 14th hole and then just bogeyed my 15th hole. So getting up to this par five, I was trying to make up some ground and kind of taking a risky line off the tee to set myself up for a good look on the par five and Christian went first um he hit a pretty good one it may or may not have clipped the tree actually so that's why he was like 40 40 yards behind me but um I don't know trying to just put ourselves in good position because I mean we were just having fun out there and we always trying to beat each other (laughs) um but yeah all right, so let's let's jump over to Christian. So Christian, tell me about Owen's drive. You know, he just told me about yours. You, you know, where yeah. did, where did he hit it down there? So I'm a lefty, so it's like it was like a high draw for me. And Owen plays a nice little high fade, so it was pretty routine for him. Uh, and he he kind of nuked his way down there. Pretty much hit in he was in position A plus off the tee, um, which is kind of no surprise. He drives the ball really well. So then tell me, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll defer to the senior, so we'll stick with you, Christian, right? So what happens? You hit first from the fairway, and then tell me what happens. Right, so I hit first. Um, it was on a good line, tracking, landed just on the green, kind of released towards the hole. And at that point, you know, everyone's saying go in, which, I mean, you never kind of really expect for it to drop, and then it disappeared, and I just threw my club up in the air, and my coach, Steve Napoli, was standing right next to me, and Owen was, like, running back towards me going nuts. And uh, the third member of our group, Matt Williams, was also, like, we're all just high-fiving, kind of. Nothing really crazy, nothing, like, 
different than a normal hole out um, until Owen went and then everything kind of all right. Uh, I got juiced up. Yeah, I think so. All right. I think everyone knows where we're leading here. Oh, and tell me, tell me about your shot. Um, yeah. So after celebrating with Christian, I've never seen an albatross. That was his first albatross. Um, and our coach has never seen an albatross. And he was, after Christian made his, he was like, that was the first and probably the last albatross I'd ever seen. So, um, kind of getting up over my shot, I was still kind of shaking up from what just happened. And I was honestly just trying to get it somewhere close to the pin. And I hit my shot. It came out actually a little bit left of where I wanted it to, but it actually landed like probably a foot into the rough and took a good hop onto the green and kind of trickled down towards the hole. The, the hole kind of slopes like from left to right. And um, I think we all thought it was going to end up just short of the pin, but then it just disappeared and we went um, crazy. <laughs> so, so what? All right. So, um, We'll go back to Christian. We'll, we'll get his. So what's the first? So an albatross, everyone that's listening, if you're not familiar, is a double eagle or it's making a two on a par five. Um, just to give you an idea of how little this happens, folks, there was only four all season on last year's PGA wraparound tour season. All right. So um, you guys got halfway there in one hole on one round on one day. So uh, Christian. You know, now you're standing, you're trying to enjoy yours, and then Owen, he almost trumps you and he makes his own. What are you thinking when it happens? Uh, I, I honestly semi-blacked out. I know I was carrying my bag, walking up to the green, and I just threw my bag, don't even know where it went, ran over to him, chest bumped. It was basically like our the celebration for my shot times like 10. We were oh, man. screaming, probably sounded like imbeciles out there, but it was so fun. How about you, Owen? What was your celebration like when it went in? Yeah, honestly, I can't even, like, remember exactly what happened. Um, but I know I was, like, I was backing up away, like, kind of watching it, and then it disappeared. And I looked at Christian. He was running at me, and we jumped off, gave each other a huge chest pump. Um, he almost knocked me over into our coach's cart, which is pretty funny. Um, and we were going crazy. All right, so now here's the one question, because I know your coach very well. Did it actually make Coach Napoli smile? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to yeah. get a good laugh out of that. Of course, when he when he hears this back, I'm going to get a phone call, but that's fine. Because <laughs> I know that I, I've spoken to him this week when I heard about the story, and, and he couldn't have been more proud of his two Crusaders. Um, you guys are set up to have a fantastic season in the Patriot League, and I know you have your first tournament of the year coming, you know, coming up this weekend. I believe it's the Ryan T Memorial down in Connecticut. Um, you guys give me a little preview. I'll start with the senior Christian. Give me a little preview of what you guys expect from the team this weekend, going into your first competitive tournament of the, uh, of this year's senior year there, Christian. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm kind of expecting a lot. Honestly, we're all playing really well and we have good, really good talent this year. A lot of tournament experience. Everyone had a great summer. So, uh, I don't see why there's any reason for us not to play well. How about you, Owen? What are you looking forward to this weekend? Um, yeah, like Christian said, I think we've got a great group of guys this year. We're actually leaving for our practice round in the next half hour, so it's going to be fun getting out there for the first time with this kind of new group of kids, um, and I think it's going to go really well for us. All right, I have another question that's popped into my mind. Did, did anyone call the USGA? Has this ever happened before? Um, I don't think either of us called the USGA, but we've seen nothing, um, 
no previous records of it ever happening happening before, which is pretty cool. Oh man, uh, Owen, what has your week been like? Uh, let's start with the return to campus. Um, yeah, I feel like we've kind of been the big men on campus. Um, everybody's kind of coming up to us and being like, "You're the, you're the albatross kids," or "You made an albatross, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah," like they're like, "That's crazy." Um, it's been all over Instagram and Twitter and all kind of social media platforms. We were on Golf Channel yesterday, which is amazing. It was so cool. Um, it's just been wicked surreal. It's been more than what I thought. Like right after it happened, I was like, "There's." We were like, "Wow, that was cool," but definitely didn't expect it to go viral like like it has. You know, you guys should get T-shirts made. Yes, I'm the guy. That's all it says right? in print down there. Christian, how about you, man? How, what what's your week been like? So, what was the golf channel like? Uh, so it was unexpected um i mean some i kind of expected a little bit of some like interviews from like local stuff like that like local newspapers but when we got like the uh golf channel email i said to uh, my roommate i was like if you told me last week that i was going to be on like national television interviewing for something that has never happened before i literally would have like slapped you (laughs) honestly i mean this has never ever happened before and um, help me put it all into perspective, Owen. You know, you're almost a week removed from this happening. I mean, are you have have you really thought about the fact that I mean, you guys both love golf. I love golf, right? Uh, I'm a PGA professional by trade. You know, I, I'm also obviously a radio host. But you know, I mean, all I do is talk about golf every Friday afternoon here on the pro show, right? I mean, you have done. You have literally done something that. The game's been around since shepherds have been doing this thing like a million years ago. You have done something that's never, ever been done before. What do you think about that, Owen? Um, I mean, it's just crazy to think that it happened to us, too, just going out there having fun. Think about, like, all the people who play golf and how many rounds are played a day and for this to happen for possibly the first time to me and Christian is crazy. All right. How about you, Christian? What's, What's your perspective on all of this? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, like, everyone's initial reaction is it's fake, it's not real, which is kind of when you know that you've done something really special. And, I mean, I've been told all the odds and the chances of it happening, and no one can even come up with a a clear number of the actual odds. So, I mean, even just that, it's like I can't even believe it. And for it to happen to me and Owen, I mean, we're such good friends. It's just insane. Well, you know what? If anyone's going to write history in this world, I'm so happy that it is two Holy Cross Crusaders. Christian, Owen, I hope you guys have a great tournament this weekend. You have a fantastic season. Give my best to Coach Napoli and um, and and keep making history, guys, all right? <laughs> all right. Thank you, Keith. Yeah. Take I care. We're on here again soon. You guys are always welcome, all right? Just, uh, I don't know, maybe two hole-in-ones this weekend in the same group or something <laughs> like that, all right? Whatever works. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Keith. Take care, guys. And how about that story there? I mean, imagine being 18 to, well, I think one's a sophomore, so 19 and 22 years old and making history. It's insane. It is real. I I didn't know what the story was before. You didn't tell me what the story was going to be. So I was just as shocked as everyone else listening. It's such a great story. Oh, man. I just, I hope everybody enjoyed that. And uh, you could definitely hear the the guys, how how happy they are and how excited they are. Uh, Congratulations to my alma mater. And congratulations every week, of course, to our sponsors, TaylorMade Golf and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Mr. Wade Weezer, 
Don't cry for me. I will be away for a week, but we will be back together, uh, be it remotely, uh, at the President's Cup in Charlotte. So I appreciate all you do this week and, of course, that week. Uh, You get a much well-deserved week off next week. And, of course, you know, there's one thing else I love, and that's my listeners. So before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about participation. Competition eliminates complacency. Confidence comes from trying your best in every situation. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the team next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.